Welcome to Remnant Christian Center's podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message. So let's just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, as we close this this series out. I thank you for the powerful worship today, Lord. My, my spirit is still shaking. I'm asking that you would bring great healing today uh, for this last message of this series, and you will stabilize us in your ways, and you will bring back those who are hurting and bring back those who've been disconnected. Today, we pray, anoint your word in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Psalm 92. I want you to go with me. Get your Bibles, get your tablet, get whatever. I want, I wanna, I want you to come with me. This is the last pillar or the instrument of change, like I like to call it. For those of you who are new or just came here a couple weeks ago, what is the instrument of change? I've been on this seven-week series, and basically I called it the instrument of change because they're pillars, hear me, of what has grounded me. I'm going to speak slow so you can hear me now because this is important. Pillars and realities and disciplines that have grounded me so that I would not backslide. Did I have some troubles? Yes. But I'm here to tell you that it's not God's will for you to get saved and then backslide because you don't have some pillars in your life. And when people ask me, what did you do in your life that kept you grounded? I, I would say for years these like seven or eight things. And then the Lord said, do a series of them. And they were the word of God. And the, they're the power of the word of God. They're the power of prayer, personal prayer and corporate prayer. They're the power of worship. These are pillars that I had to that establish as disciplines, okay? The power of worship. How many have been here through the series, right? Now watch this. The power of discipleship. We talked about the power of discipleship. Where would some of you guys be without accountability? We talked about the, that, that discipleship reality. And last week we talked about influences in your life, particularly friendships, right? Who is in your inner circle? We talked about that. That's important. A little leaven leavens a whole lump. Bad company, what? Corrupts good morals. We talked about that. We also talked about one of the ways that you, are, that you feel that you're, you're grounded is by, watch this, this is just a review, by you tapping into your gifts. This is so important. People don't think that. If you ever tap into your gift, you, it will actually get you grounded more in the local church and in the Lord. Why? Because you're not just, uh, you're not dying on the inside. There's something about keeping you accountable when you use your gifts to the Lord. Today, I'm going to end the, 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 the instrument of change with something very important that's going to sound old school to some of you, but don't look at it through the Western lens of old school thing. I think sometimes in our progressive modern culture, there's certain things and vocabulary that we have adopted that, uh, that people are, are almost are anti those things, but it's very biblical. And so I want you to see with a, with a, with a, with a purity of heart the necessity, say necessity, of this last instrument of change, all right? Now, you may say, well, it's easy for you to say because you're the pastor. You'll find out what I'm going to say, but it's biblical, all right? Psalm 92, oh, glory to God. Verse 12, are you there? Are you happy this morning? Let me see it. Smile. Okay. Psalm 92, verse 12. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow. Oh, I love that. I'm going to read that. Like a cedar in Lebanon. Now watch this. Those who are planted. I felt the Holy Spirit last night when I read this. Those who are planted. Say planted. In the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall watch as a result of being planted in the house of the Lord. They shall still bear fruit in old age. 
They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Can I hear an amen? The last instrument of change that I am bringing to you that is important for you as well as the word of God, as prayer, as discipleship, as worship, as godly friends, is being planted in the house of the Lord. I know I'm not going to get a lot of amens because in our modern day culture, we think church service is just, oh, well, we don't need church or we don't need that. And we've adopted a lie that says we don't need each other. We've adopted a lie. Yes, I know that there's churches that have made it all about them, but the Bible is clear that the house of the Lord, we must be planted in the house of the Lord. Now, what is the house of the Lord? The house of the Lord may look different to what you think it is. The house of the Lord is not just one expression on Sunday morning. The house of the Lord is any place and any place or any building that is, that is separated exclusively for the service of the Lord full time. And watch this, the house of the Lord, are you ready for this revelation, actually touches every instrument of change individually all at one time. It touches the word of God. It touches prayer in the house of the Lord. It touches discipleship. It touches, it touches giftings. You can look, look at all the people that were up here using their gift, and whether it's drama. Or, and, and so the house of the Lord is anywhere that is consecrated or separated for the services of the Lord. It could be an apostolic center. It could be houses of prayer. And it could be, watch this, you're going to get mad at me, some of you that are really progressive, church services on Sunday mornings. We, we've, we've become anti-church because of all the new movements that are coming. Let me tell you, the house of the Lord is all that. It's houses of prayer. It is apostolic centers. It is healing centers. Places that are for the services of the Lord. Maybe just worship centers. Or all there is is music and worship. That's the house of the Lord. But a house of the Lord is also a place where you receive. You get equipped. Come on, somebody. You get taught. You get discipled. That's also the house of the Lord. And to us Americans, it could be Wednesday, it could be Saturday, it could be Monday, but you know what? Every week we come together on a Sunday because we choose Sunday, and that is the house of the Lord. I'm here to tell you something very powerful here. If you don't get this and you think I'm old school, you're going to miss the point. There is great consequences in people's lives when they feel disconnected from the house of the Lord. And I want to say this, it is very important to the Lord's heart that the local church is established. Why? Jesus himself spoke seven letters to seven real churches. In the book of Revelation, he talked to the, le- the churches and their leaders, and he sent letters to them. The establishment of the local church is very necessary. It's not the only thing, but it's necessary in our walk with God. We can't throw out the baby with the bathwater either. Yes, we need fellowship. Yes, we need cultures of prayer. Yes, we need our individual life. But we also need the gathering of saints together in worship. We also need to understand the value of being planted in the house of the Lord. Because the Bible says, he who is planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the course of their God. And he says they will bear fruit in old age. Let me break that down for a second. Let me just re- read this. Zach, put that first, put that first um, slide up. Being planted in the house of the Lord brings fruits of maturity, vibrancy. Watch this. I want everybody to say this. Community. Say community. Being planted in the house of the Lord brings, watch this, 
Fruits of maturity, vibrancy, and community. Now, why community is so important to our walk with God. A lot of people say this. Now, again, if you don't hear me from the lens of, of total biblical revelation, you're going to think that I'm off when I say this. A lot of people, when they get a little, just a little bit religious, they say, I don't need anybody. All I need is God. Now, that is a real religious cool, spiritual phrase. I don't need anybody. I just need God. And yes, you need God. But if you didn't need anybody, let's throw some half of the scriptures away that the Bible says in James, confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. So if we don't need each other and all we need is God, then throw the book of James away. Throw the, 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 the book of Psalms away where it says how good and how, uh, how precious and pleasant it is for a brethren to dwell together. In unity. If, when people say all I need is God and not anybody else, it's because maybe there's an undealt with wound uh, and they're isolated and they don't want to deal with some people that have hurt them. So they say, I'm just going to isolate myself and all I need is God. But the danger is that, is that when you're isolated, you all start hearing the voice of compromise, the voice of hurt, and there's no one there to sharpen you and help give you godly counsel. The house of the Lord provides community. But it's the, watch this, it's what I call the big extended family. Everybody has their own family, right? You have your mother, I'm sorry, your spouse, your children, and you have your immediate family. But you know what? You still have your grandmother. You still have your cousins that you don't see every day. You still have, watch this, you still have your uncles. You still have your, uh, your, your great aunt. Who, who maybe was praying for you when you were little, why do I say that? Because you know what? You also make intentionality to have these big family gatherings. You know what the house of the Lord provides? A bigger f- opportunity and access, watch this, to the greater family of God. It's a big family reunion that you come once a week and you get to share and have a buffet of options of people and family to connect that have the same personality as yours or maybe different. Now watch. It's, it's, it's a buffet. And, and so we, we celebrate this time of greater family because that out of the house of the Lord and out of greater options and accessibility comes community. You know what? There's power in numbers. If you go to a place that's dangerous by yourself, you're, you're probably going to get beat down, but you come with a whole squad of people. When you come with 100, 150 people, they're going to be like, let's not touch them right now. Because they're with a band of brothers and sisters. The house of the Lord provides us access, watch this, to the greater family of God. What you have to understand is that when you and I said yes to the Lord, are you ready? When we say yes to the Lord, by default, you know what happened? You were part of a great family that the Bible calls the body of Christ. Whether you like it or not, white, black, Chinese, Latino, purple, yellow, green, it don't matter. There's only one color, red. It's the blood of Jesus. And so you have to understand that at being planted in the house of the Lord, I, I'm going to read it from Scripture. I'm going to read it slow. Makes you flourish in your walk with God. Do you know that there's many people that are not flourishing? I'm going to dare to say this. Not because they don't love God, because somehow through hurt, offense, 
or compromise have been disconnected from the house of the Lord. Man, I, I'm going to say that again. There's people who are not being fruitful or flourishing in their walk with God because they have believed a lie that it's better for them to be alone and a drifter in Christianity than to be with a band of brothers and sisters and community in the house of the Lord. The house of the Lord is like a greenhouse that produces brothers and sisters of the Lord. Some of your best connections will come in the house of the Lord with people. And again, the house of the Lord provides, it touches every aspect of the instrument of change. It touches the word of God. It touches worship. It touches in a corporate setting. But you know what really this is? This is a celebration of what Jesus is doing throughout the week. Our corporate gatherings is biblical, and it's very, very, very necessary. Can I hear an amen? Now, it, sp- it speaks about vigorous growth and longevity. Why, why longevity? Longevity speaks of leaving a legacy. Now you say longevity? Yes, because the Bible says those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. And then it says this, they shall still bear fruit, glory to God, in old age. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Being planted in the house of the Lord can give you the culture to be grounded and not swayed so that when you are older, you not only leave a legacy, that you're still able to say, watch this, I've fought the good fight. I've run the race. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. There's a lot of people that start off good but don't end up good. There's a lot of people that start off strong and don't end up strong. It's not how we start that matters. It's how we finish. And there's a lot of Christians that start off strong, and along the way, a hurt came, a fence came, something, a leader in a church or the house of the Lord did something to them, they didn't affirm them, and they got out of the church body, and they became um, victims to the swarms of demonic power because they had nobody to help them. That is the power of the house of the Lord because it provides powerful community. It says, it says that it'll bear, bear fruit in old age. Glory to God. It also speaks of stability. Why? Because when you're planted, say planted, that means your roots go down deep. And watch this, even a cactus that is known for uh, living long time in desert places will die if you uproot it all the time or frequently from the original place that it was planted in. If you keep uprooting yourself from the house of the Lord to avoid conflict or because of the things that have happened to your life, you slowly begin to drift and possibly die in the, in the things of the, of the Lord inside of you. Why? Because the house of the Lord is a recipe for us to be plugged into each other and to the presence of God. Can I hear an Amen. It talks of stability, not going up and down, up and down. You know, you know what the stability is when you're planted in the house of the Lord? When you're planted in the house of the Lord, the community that's birthed in the house of the Lord almost won't let you backslide. I know it's up to us, but there's a, there's a reality of community that says, no, I've seen you depressed. I've seen you uh, down for the last couple of weeks. And the community that's built in the house of the Lord through the avenues of connectivity will actually keep you accountable from doing foolish things. I got a, 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 
a text in our leadership, um, on our leadership app that we have from one of our leaders. They know who they are. And they said, we are so grateful for the community that we feel at RCC, the connect groups that we feel at RCC, the, the, the connect groups of married couples. We just had a married couples connect group yesterday with Lewis. It's amazing. Amen? And, and over the, the young adult connect groups and, and the youth and the, and the moms and, the, and what, all these, the women connect groups, the men's connect group. You know why? And this leader told me, they told us, they said, this is what separates RCC from the churches we've been in the past. Not that we're better than anybody, that we believe that one of the purposes of the house of the Lord is to be able to bring, to bridge the disconnection that people feel, especially in local churches. You have to get to that place that we are there. Now watch this. So if being planted in the house of the Lord causes us to flourish, what do you think one of the goals of the enemy is? Come on. It doesn't, it, two plus two is four. It, th- this, is not, this is not for rocket scientists. Ready? I'm going to say this slowly. If being planted in the house of the Lord causes our walk to, with God to flourish, what do you think, come on, pre- preach at me, what do you think the goal of the enemy is when it comes to this? Uproot you. And he will uproot you by causing you to focus on yourself and a lot of the injustice that may be happening to you in this season or offense or bitterness. And guess what? The first thing that goes out the window is I don't want to go to the house of the Lord. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. I know hurt will cause you to say, it's interesting, the very thing that will cause the atmosphere to be positive to your heart is the very thing you're rejecting when you get hurt. When you get hurt by churches or by, by the, uh, the, 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 some things that are happening in the house of the Lord or you, you just sinned yesterday or, and, and, and whatever, what the very aspect and atmosphere that's going to get help you get recharged with a band of brothers and sisters is the very thing you're rejecting. So you have to realize one of the, put the next slide up there, one of the ways community and spiritual family is birth is in a setting of being planted in the house of the Lord. We're going to read that to you. One of the ways that community and spiritual family is birth is in a setting of being planted. Say planted. You know what planted means? I'll, uh, watch. Is not quick fix, not microwave. Being planted means you allow the roots to go deeper and deeper so that your gifts and your callings and your friendships and your heart could grow in the house of the Lord. The enemy will always seek to uproot you and he will convince you of some real good revelation to do so. I'm going to share something with you. I'm going to share something with you because some things sound spiritual until you go back to Scripture. Years ago, I heard someone say, I said, I haven't seen you in, I haven't seen you in church in our gatherings. I haven't seen you in about six months. You know what she said? Real, real, real good spiritual answer. That if you didn't know the word, you'd be like, oh, that's, that's pretty good. She goes, the Lord had call, has called me not to be around anybody and just be in my house and pray. I go, that's, that's amazing. So, so God told you to get away from all the Christians, right? And just go, just, that's your church. Yes, that's my church. I just go and I pray with God. I said, do you believe the scriptures? She said, yes. And I said, let's turn to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Now, before you read, 
I want to say this. Community, I want you to read, why don't you say this after me? Say, community stirs me up to good works, encouragement, and against the tendency of going astray. That was too much for you to say all the time. I'm going to say it for you. Community stirs us up to good works. Say good works. Releases the power of encouragement, and it gives us strength from the tendency of backsliding, all from being planted in the house of the Lord. Yes, you say, no, I don't believe that. Okay, I'm going to tell you what I told that lady. Hebrews 12, verse, sorry, 10, verse 23. Are you there? If you're there, say amen. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope, underline this, without wavering. In other words, there's an, there's there's a wavering mentality or reality that, that the writer of Hebrews is warning us about. Now watch. Watch how this is all connected to the house of the Lord. Watch how this is all connected to gathering together and to being a part of a community. Because right now you don't see it. Watch this. For he who promised is faithful. Well, watch this. I'm going to shout now. Let us consider what? One another. Watch this. In order to stir up love and good works. You provoke each other in the house of the Lord that says, come on, I know you have a teaching gift on you. I want you to go up there. Oh, no, I don't think I do. No, 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 you could do it. Next week in my connect group, I want you to speak for 10 minutes and you're freaking out. And you finally give that person an opportunity. You're provoking them to use their gift and you sharpen that. And all of a sudden that's it. I didn't know I had that in me. And then what, what Christina is doing, and she's going up there, and she's like, you know what? It don't matter if you're an all-star singer. Come. And they're shy, and all of a sudden, three months in, they're bold as a lion. Why? Because now they're, they're being stirred with godly jealousy to get involved in the area of their giftings. But that does not happen outside of being planted in the house. You say, where? Okay, here's the next verse. This is going to shock you. Stir up love and good works, not forsaking. The assembly of ourselves together, as in the manner of some, as is in the manner of some. In other words, even in their day, there were people that would, that would not be faithful to coming together for the purposes of exhorting each other. And the Bible clearly states that because those people did this, they eventually walked away from the Lord. Watch this. Stir up love and good works, not forsaking. Say not forsaking. It's okay if it's hitting home today. It's good. It's a good kind of hurt. Not forsaking the assembling of saints together as was the custom of some. Watch this. But exhorting one another as so much the day you see approaching. Look at what, it, there's a couple things in here. It says we should consider one another to provoke each other to good works. And then he says, then he says this, not forsaking the assembly of us together. Guess what this is today? An assembly of us being together. You may call it religious. You may call it, well, we don't need that. No. Let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. We need our weekly gatherings as a spiritual family. But if you're too spiritual and, 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 and too modern, you're going to find all these new progressive ways to say, no, we really don't need that. We do need that. We do need a As a matter of fact, if you could agree with me, back in those days, the need to gather together was much more important than now because there was so much persecution, but yet the writer of Hebrews, some say it's Paul, but the, there's, there's really not a lot of proof on that right now, but the writer of Hebrews says this, hey, there is a tendency that I'm noticing even now in the early days of Christianity where people had to gather that some of you are forsaking, watch this, the time that we come together. 
That's why the writer of Hebrews says, as is the custom of some. And you know what? That, that, that happens. What happens is when you come together, there brings the power of encouragement. Now, I want to share something really powerful about, about encouragement. There's such power in being planted in the house of the Lord because it gives us a greater reality of community. But watch this. I'm going to harp on this for a second. It gives us the true power of encouragement. Now, you say, encouragement? There's so many other things. Do you know that the power of encouragement that's coming from a community actually has the ability, are you ready for this, to stop your heart from the propensity of being hardened? You say, what? That, okay, that, that, I'm leaving. <laughs> Do you know that the Bible actually says that the power of encouragement, now remember, he's talking about the text of, of not forsaking each other, right? Not, not forsaking the assembly. In, in good old 2017 version, that is, don't miss church services. Not because the pastor wants your tithe. Not because you want to fill a seat. Unfortunately, some pastors have the wrong motivation of that. It's don't miss because your spiritual edification is going to grow when you're continually plugged in to the house of the Lord. When you're planted in the house of the Lord, I didn't say this, the Bible says it, you will flourish. Now, either you believe Psalm 92 or you say that's just for another time. That's not really what it's talking about. No, you have to get to a place where you understand, you and I understand, we need to come together on a weekly basis to strengthen each other. But watch this, to encourage another. The power of encouragement stops you and I from developing a hard heart. You say, where is that? Okay, Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3. This is so good. Are you there? Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12. One of the instruments of change, I want everyone to listen to me, was that I stayed planted in the house of the Lord. That doesn't mean that I can't go on vacation. That doesn't mean that I'm, I'm not going to miss some, some things because of preaching engagements or whatever. But I'm saying, watch this, I want to be in the house of the Lord. You know what the psalmist said? How good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Then he says this, this is the day that the Lord has made. I shall rejoice be glad in it. Then he said, better is one day in your course than, than thousands elsewhere. Now look at what Hebrews 3 says, verse 12. If, if the worship team can start making their way up here, I'm closing in about 10 minutes. Beware, brethren, lest any of you have an evil heart of what? Come on, shout at me, guys. Of what? Come on, I want everyone paying attention. Don't get distracted. Of unbelief from departing from the living God. Watch this. Oh, this is so powerful. But exhort or encourage one another. Watch this. When? How many times? Wait, wait, wait. How many times? Watch this. While it is called today, lest any of you be hardened, hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Do you know that we could be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin because of lack of encouragement, biblical encouragement? Do you realize that the, 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 the recipe for tough Paul and Saul, the, Saul of Tarsus, you know what the recipe for him was? Barnabas. And you know what Barnabas means? Son of encouragement. Look at me. You and I, this can sound so unspiritual, but please listen to me. We need to be encouraged by brothers and sisters in the Lord. When people are hurting, you need somebody to look you in the eye and say, let's pray together. You're going to go through this. 
When, when you're in a season that your bank account is low, you say, you know what, so was mine. But God is faithful. You're not in this by yourself. When, 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 when your ministry is not happening the way, or your job is not happening the way it should be, you get with a band of brothers in community and you say, you know what, I'm hurting. And you're not hurting alone. Jesus, the Bible says in Romans, weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. When you get planted in the house of the Lord, you're going to finally sound, it's like, it's like this army. All, all these reinforcements come to your aid. Why? Because you're planted now watch, I'm going to say something that's going to hurt, but I say this in love. If you choose to believe the lie, whether you're callous or you get hurt and you start getting uprooted from, uprooted from, the, from the, 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 the local church and the house of the Lord, what's going to happen is eventually, eventually, you're going to feel the sting of your own decisions and people are going to stop calling you. Not because they're, it's just, it's just people are busy, so out of sight, out of mind. And guess what happens? Then you're going to be even more offended because you're like, I've had people tell me they haven't gone to church in three months. Well, you know what? Uh, no one loves even there because they don't call me. Well, we tried calling, we tried texting, and they don't respond. So after a while, after a while, the normal person is just going to back off. And guess what happens? They start drifting off into backsliding because they got, watch this, more people have been hurt by the church than in the world, in the church. There's more Christians backsliding now because of hurt pastors that were too controlling, leaders that, or other church members. And at the end of the day, we have a responsibility too. But you know what happens is the goal of the enemy is to uproot you from the house of the Lord. Because as long as you're in the house of the Lord and you're planted and your roots are growing deep, you will flourish. I want to ask you a question. It's not in my notes. What has caused you to believe that you don't need to be planted in the house of the Lord? And please don't tell me the weak excuse of it's not my style. It don't matter if it's your style. I said this before, but I'm going to say it again because there's a lot of new people. A lot of people say, well, I, I want to go to a clapping church. I go, great. When you go to RCC, clap, and it'll be a clapping church. Uh, I just want to go. I just want to go to a shouting church. Awesome! When you come to RCC, shout, and it'll be a shouting church because you are the church. I just want to go to a dancing church. Great! When you come to church and we come to the house of the Lord and assemble together, start dancing, and it'll be a dancing church. You know why? Because the church is not the building. The church is you. So if you're looking for a shouting church, shout. If you're looking for a clapping church, clap. If you're looking for a worship church, worship. If you're looking for a praying church, pray. If you're looking for a word church, teach. Stop blaming the pastor for everything. Stop blaming the leadership for everything. You shout. You clap. You worship. You get plugged in. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of their God. Hallelujah. You will flourish in the course of your God. But if you're not, if you're a lone ranger, you will dry up. We need each other. We need your gift. God needs your gift. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Whew. I'm going to share some things that are going to help you. I'm going to help you. Listen, all, all eyes are, I want you to write this down. I want to write this down. Disconnection and not being planted in the house of God 
brings a couple of things. I want you to write this down. Being disconnected from the house of the Lord will bring a couple of catastrophes to you. Are you ready? Are you ready? Say yes. This means yes. That means no. Are you ready? It's not going to be on your screen, but I want you to write it down and jot them. Being disconnected from the house of the Lord will bring, number one, the reality of apathy and laziness will start settling in. You'll become apathetic. You won't desire to get up anymore. Do you know that two weeks will turn into three weeks and it's be convenience because convenience is like a cancer? You start liking the comfort. You start liking, ah. And then all of a sudden, three, four weeks go by and you're not connected. You're not planted. And you have, and watch this, you have every excuse in the world. You know what your excuse is? I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I have, you know, I work 50 hours a week. So what is more important, your relationship with God or your schedule? Watch this. It'll bring a sense of apathy. Number two, disconnection, watch this, will bring unhealthy independence. (laughs) See, you don't want to shop there because some of you are in that place right now. It will bring an unhealthy independence. Independence is good, but when it comes from the wrong place, it's wrong. You know what unhealthy independence will lead to? Are you ready for this? I'm going to go over here because some of you guys are staring at me wrong. You know what unhealthy, uh, unhealthy um, independence will lead to? An unsubmissive spirit. Watch. An unsubmissive spirit, an unsubmissive heart, and a prideful spirit. I don't need you. I got this. I, don't, I, can, hear, I can hear the word of God for myself. I don't need you. You're right. You don't need me. But that heart speaks deeper than what you're saying. Because there's something behind what you're saying that you're not telling anybody of why you're being independent. And the reason why you're being independent because someone hurts you. And so you're like, I don't need you. And when you don't need us, then you open the door for the enemy to work on you by yourself. It could lead to rebellious, a rebellious spirit. When you're not planted. Have you, listen. Have you ever seen, I know this sounds like a cartoon, but have you ever seen any branch grow? If you, if you take the branch out of the tree and then plant the branch in, the, in another place. No, it has to be connected. Because the roots are the system of growth. Do you hear me? Now watch this. It brings, thirdly, this connection brings lack of, lack of accountability to your actions. Thirdly, lack of accountability. When you're, in, when, you're, when you're disconnected. And fourth, isolation. Lastly, how do people get in this place? Watch this. How do people, do, does someone just say, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to be uprooted from the house of the Lord. Watch this. Are you feeling the Holy Spirit here? I don't care what has happened in your life. I'm going to prophesy to you. Do everything in your power to stay planted. In the house of the Lord. Because the goal of the enemy is to convince you that you're better off by yourself. No. How, okay, so what does it bring? Number one, write this down. What does, what does being disconnected or being uprooted bring to you? Number one, it brings disappointment or failure. Oh, sorry. How do people get to this place? Not what does it bring. How do people get disconnected? I'll tell you personal failure. How many, how many have failed before or feel like they failed before? When you feel like you failed before, you, the, the devil will convince you, don't show your face up at church. Don't show your face up in the house of the Lord. 
You know what that's called, my friends? Condemnation. And condemnation will convince you to stop being planted in the house of the Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost. We talked about hurt and pain, the last two. The last two. How do people get disconnected? I'm going to share the last two. Are you ready? Are you ready? This is one of the, the things that I see when I travel all across the nation. When people are disconnected, it's either one of two things. Either there's hurt or pain, severe, that they didn't deal with from the local church and they got uprooted. Or, are you ready for this? They get spiritually and physically burned out because they don't know how to prioritize their private time with God and to what they're doing in the house of the Lord. Spiritual, I'm just being honest, spiritual burnout will lead you to be uprooted from the local church. Spiritual and physical burnout. You, If you're giving out more than you are giving in, it's a recipe for sooner or later for you to stop desiring the house of the Lord. Now, all of a sudden, what was beautiful to you becomes a burden. Now you wake up. Oh, I got to serve. I got to serve in the children's. Oh, I got I to gotta say hi. Oh, I, I've been doing that for so long. But if you are not filling your cup throughout the week in the private places, in the secret places, if you're not coming back to the Father and saying, God, fill me, I've seen more people exit being planted. I'm not saying, I'm not saying uh, uh, it's okay. I'm not saying it's not, uh, it's not okay to, to stop what you're doing. I'm saying still be planted. You can stop what you're doing, but watch this. If you're not careful, you will use the excuse of being tired and burned out to say, I don't want to be planted in the house of the Lord anymore. And then the thought of the house of the Lord is like, oh, when it should be like, yes. Instead of, I have to go to church today, I get to go to church today. I get to fellowship with believers. Man, this is an exciting day. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house I was glad, not sad. He didn't say, the psalmist didn't say, I was sad when they said unto me, let's go into the house of the Lord because I got a volunteer today. No, I'm happy. I'm happy that I get to go to the house of the Lord. And what's the house of the Lord? If you're planted, you shall flourish. And the last thing, the last thing of how people get disconnected, are you enjoying this? Is a lack of culture of fellowship and connectivity in the local church. If the local church or the house of the Lord does not be intentional about connectivity and about community, then what will happen is you just sit down, hear a good message, never connect with anybody, get up and leave, go to work, and repeat the same cycle every single week. That's not living. Yes, you will receive. Yes, you will get something. But we, need, we are made up of spirit, soul, and body. And so we need each other. And the Bible, and I'm, I'm closing with this. Watch this. The Bible actually states that, the, 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 listen to this before I end. The Lord s dropped this on me yesterday while I was studying. In the book of Genesis 2, you don't have to go there. The Bible says that, that the Lord looked at Adam, watch, and he said, it's not good. Come on, church. It's not good. That man should be alone. Now, I know that he's talking about his wife, but there's a principle here of his need for relationship and fellowship. 
Now watch this. Are you getting, are, are you getting ready for this? Adam walked with, with, in the presence of God with no sin entering the world. Think about this crazy thing I'm going to say. He's walking with God before sin ever entered the world. Perfect communion with God. No sin entered the world at all. Perfect. Imagine how your walk would be if there was no sin in the world. I mean, perfect communion. Perfect. And yet, a good God looked at Adam that he had everything. All he had was God. He didn't have people. Come on, somebody. And God said from himself, it is not good. Not good that man should be alone. Oh, come on, Pastor George. All I need is God. Adam, all he had was God. Then what? Is God schizophrenic? No. I'm not, I'm not, lo- I'm not trying to devalue the importance of God. He's number one. But you've got to get that religious bubble off of you and say, we need each other. It is not good that man should be alone. This speaks of community. This speaks of togetherness. And it starts at being planted in the house of the Lord. Are you ready for this last revelation? This last revelation, God gave it to me. Do you know that before the verse of being planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish, it says the righteous shall flourish as a what? Palm tree. And so the Bible, get that last slide up, Zach. The Bible correlates the success of the believer in Christ to a palm tree because it was planted firmly. Watch this. You know what a palm tree does? There's four things of a palm tree that I'm going to pray. Number one, a palm tree is successful because it survives in shaky soil. Number one. If you look at a palm tree, it's, it's planted so deep and that its roots go so deep that it survives soil being shaky. And it does not be mo- it's not moved in shaky grounds. In shaky seasons, when those who are planted in the house of the Lord, you shall not be moved. The Bible says the righteous shall not be moved. You will survive the shaking when you're planted. You know the second thing that the palm tree did? The palm tree had? The palm tree, oh, I love this. The palm tree, especially the palm tree, will grow around obstacles, especially when it's obstructing, I'm going to preach a little bit, the sun. Trees that are planted and rooted deeply. When an obstacle comes that is stopping the nourishment from the sun, they just kind of grow around it and they they, they don't allow the obstacle to stop them from seeing the sun because the sun is the ones giving the nourishment. And as a Christian who is planted, the obstacles are going to come to try to stop you from the S-O-N to see the sun. But you have to say, excuse me, you're in the way of the sun. And watch this. It keeps growing. It doesn't stop just because there's an obstacle. When you're planted and you're rooted, the obstacles will come. The storms will come, but you'll just grow right around them and keep looking at the sun. And, la- and la- watch this. Two more, two more things. When a hurricane comes to town, what's the only tree left standing? When a hurricane comes to Miami, my, my hometown, Miami, every, all the houses are gone, all the other trees are gone, the oak trees are gone. You see the big old palm tree going, I'm still here. You know why? Because palm trees are dug so deep and planted so deep, according to, uh, to, to the people who, who study trees, that when storms come, they're flexible so they won't break. 
And what happens is after the storm, they still stay standing. The Bible says, having done all things to stand, stand therefore. When you're planted and rooted in the Word, and you're planted in the house of the Lord, you will survive the hurricanes and the storms of life that is meant to uproot you. The winds that are meant to, to, to destroy your walk with God, those who are planted says, I will not be moved. I'm not going anywhere. Now here's, here's the last thing we're going to pray. A palm tree is known to survive several years without water. You know why? Because it digs deep into the foundation of its roots and as it does as it does it, it sees the, the longevity of the roots when you're planted it will cause you to survive the dry seasons. Do you understand? That when you're planted in the house of the Lord, watch this, you're going to have dry seasons. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. You're going to have dry seasons. But when you are planted, you still survive the, plant, the dry seasons. And you will not determine your faithfulness to God because of a feeling. You would determine your faithfulness like, no, I'm not going anywhere. I'm planted. This is too deep in me. I'm not going back. There is no plan B. Jesus is all I have. The word of the Lord is all I have. Church is my life and my family. And I'm not going back. You will survive the dry seasons when you're planted. You know that some people are backsliding right now because they couldn't understand the dry season in their life because they weren't planted root, uh, deeply in the house of the Lord. You know what I feel the Lord saying? Stand up. Stand up, everyone. You know what I feel the Lord saying to, to this morning? I've heard a very specific call of God. How many feel encouraged this morning? Watch this now. I want everyone to see me because I feel this from the Lord. I've never done this out of thinking of my 20 years of ministry. I want everyone to look at me, actually, and close your eyes, actually. Close your eyes. I want, you, I want to talk to you for, for two minutes here. I heard the Lord tell me to tell you this. There's two types of people in this room today. Those of you who have been uprooted or felt uprooted from the local church because of past hurt from local churches. The Holy Spirit told me, if you're, if you're in here and you, had, you, you have an undealt with hurt from past churches, the Lord wants to minister to you and he wants to invite you again to be rooted. There's people in here that you have been hurt by past churches and therefore you do not like to dig your roots deep because of fear that will happen again. So number one, if you've been hurt by past churches, past pastors, past leaders or past local churches, this is for you. And number two, Number two, if you currently feel disconnected, maybe you're a visitor, you currently feel that you were uprooted from the house of the Lord too quickly and you find yourself in isolation and the Lord is saying and inviting you, today I want to replant you in the house of the Lord and I want you to be part of the family. If that's you in any of those two categories, raise your hand. If you've been hurt in the past or you feel disconnected even now from, from, from being planted, raise your hand. Raise your hand. The worship team is going to play something right now. And as they do, I want you to make your way up to the front right now. I want everyone who ha whose hands raised to come up to the front. And I want you to present yourself before the Lord right now without shame. Come on. Without shame. I want you to, I want you to get out. Of your, of, your, of your seat, and if you felt that you've been hurt by other churches, there's healing for you today. If you feel that you've been disconnected because of sin or hurt, and you're dry, the Lord wants you to know, it's okay. There's a house of the Lord that wants to plant you in. The house of the Lord shall flourish. 
I want you to just present yourself. Come on, everyone in this room, for the next couple minutes, just engage in worship. And I'm asking you right now, come on, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. For more information about us, please visit remnantchristiancenter.com.